Welcome to the Yorkshire Grit Podcast. Tackling some of the biggest issues in men's mental health. We're back. Back once again. Uh, yeah, look, it has been a long time since we have been in the studio. Uh, five months or so. Tom, unbelievable to see you. It's so good to see you, Tommy. Uh, saw you yesterday, watched the Liverpool game, and whenever I see you, I always feel uh, like a tad little bit of like... Not teary, like you know when you feel that, like uh, when you say goodbye to like your mum and your dad, and you get like a little bit like, when you're at university. Yeah, like, it's just like feeling of, of, of. I can't explain it, but I always feel very good when I see you, very comfortable. Yeah, very safe. Mate, it's, it's exactly the same. Yeah, weird that, isn't I'm it? Really, it's like we've got this bond. Yeah, and, man. Um, it's good to be back. It is good to be back. Uh, I'm not going to apologise to people for why we haven't done one, but there have been significant life events yep. that have stopped us from being able to do the podcast mm-hmm. uh i've uh, myself recently i've been I've probably been i've probably been the best i've been in about like four or five years and then so high five that yeah high five that got rid of the uh counselor guy this just didn't work out just wasn't for me yep. uh that was my decision turned out to be a good decision mm-hmm. um uh, things of me and my girlfriend. We've uh, we've worked things out. Uh, fair play to her because I must be a fucking nightmare. Uh, and uh, things are good. Had a bad one on Sunday. Mm. Uh, actually, no. I must apologise actually to the two people here, Gabs and Kane. I actually lied last week, the week before when I said, uh, "What did I say? Did I say I was ill?" We. Oh, Paulie, yeah, that was a lie. We were going to be recording, weren't we, this episode two weeks ago. Yeah, so I sent a WhatsApp to these guys uh, saying, look, I, I can't do it, I'm ill. That was a lie. Mm. I was actually I was actually too down. I couldn't face it. And I should have just been honest. Mate, it's said, okay. Cause you, cause it's okay. I should have just said, I, I don't feel, but I can't because it's too... It's okay. Yeah, yeah. And But you know you can tell us that, whether, whether it's a mental health mm. issue or you're feeling physically sick. It's all good, man. Yeah. It's fine. We just we've just done it tonight instead. Yeah. Nothing bad has happened. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's linked to me just trying to be the man. And mm-hmm. you know, like we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. That is, isn't it? Because I I don't dare upset people. So it's oh, can't tell them the truth. So I better just say, uh, oh, Mill. It's like calling in sick. It's making an excuse. Mm. Isn't it? What's the uh What's the episode like, Tommy? So we got uh, we've got a uh, up and coming hitter, Stallion uh, Gabriel uh, Collegue. Gabriel Collegue said it wrong <laughs> That's twice now. Gabriel, I'm just gonna say Gabs. It's just, it's just a safe bet. Uh, from uh, from home firth, uh, great lad, Yorch lad, unbelievable cyclist, hitter. Yeah. I think this is a great episode, isn't it? All right, well, <clears throat> look, we, 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 we talk about body image a lot. Mm-hmm. I, of all the messages we get, it is men, boys, talking about uh, how they feel inadequate and how they feel fat, thin, you know, and, mm. it, and it, is, it is really inspiring to have people who are open and who, and who talk about it. Yeah, it's, it's massive. An, it's an inspiring episode. And we also cover Gab's move to Movistar. His, uh, his, his, his results, his experiences, uh, family, friends. Self-confidence. Uh, what else do we cover? We cover... Uh, we cover Bread and butter. Bread and butter. We, we, we cover Sheffield. We cover me wanting to go out for a ride with him, trying to work out logistics, planning. We... <laughs> 
<laughs> we cover everything. So yeah, we always cover everything. But you know, I, I you know I did feel guilty that we didn't do an episode in the past four or five months. But yeah, look, life does get in the way. Um, things do happen, uh, and we are uh, we're here. We're back, but we'll um, we'll keep you updated. Um, and uh, Leeds United probably won't get promoted again. You'll probably bottle it, mate. Mate, quietly confident this season. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're racking up points and not playing well. <sighs> Sounds like Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because last time we had the podcast, it was the week before. No, it was in that Just two week window. There Champions was... League final, wasn't it? And then you were hoping to get promoted. We blew it. And we were... I think we'd already blown it by the last one. Yeah. Had we? Yeah, yeah, we lost to Wigan. Yeah. Um, and I was dead Thanks nervous. for that. I, was, I, I, I still couldn't watch that. Final. I was like, oh, this isn't it. It was, a, it was a rubbish final. <sighs> hey, who cares? Six times. Um, so, yeah, uh, really hope you enjoy the uh, in, in, uh, enjoy the show. It's been a while. We're, li- we're a little bit rusty. Uh, but as per usual, please give it a listen. Um, send it to other people you think might struggle with body dysmorphia, who might suffer with confidence. Uh, please get in touch. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm always here to help. Uh, yeah enjoy uh, enjoy the show and uh, thanks for listening today's episode is brought to you by the Clubhouse Skipton where all the pros go <laughs> no in all seriousness the Clubhouse Skipton has very kindly sponsored this episode which is really nice uh, the guy called Kane is a fellow Liverpool fan and he is a lovely guy uh, really into his cycling um, recently got the legend that is Pete Williams involved to do bike hire at the cafe so if anyone is a cyclist in Yorkshire or Lancashire, maybe you could probably ride there. Go to Skipton, go to the cafe, say hello, get yourself a coffee and a flat white. Do you do cronuts, Kane? Do you do? No, no cronuts yet. And say hello. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really nice cafe. Get yourself down. You can also find the Clubhouse Skipton on Instagram at the Clubhouse Coffee. If you quote Yorkshire Grit, if you're in there, you get 10% off coffees, bacon sandwiches. You sell clothing and accessories as well, don't you, Kane? Yeah, maybe even some Lacole accessory items coming up soon. Open six days a week, Monday to Saturday. So yeah, you know, if you're doing cafe racing, if you're doing a club ride, just try and go through Skipton. It was part of the World Championships route. So... Uh, and the Tour de France depart went very close. I did go through a skip and went past the shop. Go down, um, support your local cafe, say hello to Kane um, and have a coffee. Pete Williams, the legend he is. Williams Human Performance. Um, uh, Pete's, uh, yeah, Pete's doing bike fits. I think he does physio. He's, he's another solid guy. Um, I've heard some good things about his bike fits from actually a couple of people. Uh, I actually do need one because my um, stem is too long, apparently. <laughs> I know. I know. Clubhouse, coffee, cake, um, discount. Um, get on their Instagram page. Say hello to Pete. Say hello to Kane. The Yorkshire Grit Podcast. Okay, so we've been away for a while, but we're back. That's what we do. Um, we're really lucky to be joined by not only a good friend of mine. He's not my best mate because uh, to be my best mate, you would have to sit on my top table at my wedding. Uh, I'm not saying you're not there yet, mate, but you never know. <laughs> I'm, I'm played for Liverpool, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, he's come from home, Firth. Uh, he is Yorkshire, born and bred. It's Gabriel Clegg. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Uh, hang on. You always say my name wrong. Gabriel Clegg. Gabriel. 
Do I say Gab? Oh, do I say Gabriel? I just like I let go of most people, but Gabriel. If I keep letting it go, I'm on dad. Yeah, but everyone says it wrong all the time. So. Do they? Yeah. But so I'm I'm just gonna say Gabs. That's what. That's yeah. why people say Gabs. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Because <laughs> because okay. they don't want to offend you because they know you will kill them. I know. Yeah, but it's different in different countries and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it is it yeah. French that? French certainly not home first, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, look, uh, I've been trying. We just been to been to a Starbucks and trying to explain the uh, magnitude of what Gabs has uh, achieved and who he signed for. And um, you know, I'm not going to dwell dwell on uh, football too much because we get told off by some people. They message in saying we talk too much about football, ah. but I have to explain it to Tom in layman's terms. And the uh, so Gabs has signed for Movistar. Uh, yeah, for two I've years. heard of Movistar. Yeah, heard of Movistar. Uh, same team as Alejandro Valverde, who was like world champion, massive time hitter. Yeah. So it's like the equivalent of uh, you know Daily Mail putting on the front page or the back page. Is that a good thing? Like, yeah, yeah. Like ninety million pound young British star signs for you know a big team. It's it's really good. It's amazing. What, what's the equivalent, Gabs, in football? Uh, well, not that amount of money, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. Uh, it's probably like a League One or Championship player signing for a Premier League team. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair play. Uh, yeah. That. Yeah. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But he is that good. So, no. It, it, you know, me and you became friends. How did we become friends? I don't know. I just remember it. Well, I've always everyone's always known you. And <laughs> when I was junior, he was like, every, when I was junior, Thomas. You made friends. you made me blush. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it was, guess it was through Lacole. Yeah, through Team Wiggins, like all sponsorship, and oh, okay. yeah. we just we just hit, hit it off, didn't we, mate? Yeah, I just thought you. Anyone who meets Gabs, by the way, uh, is in unison. You know, you can't eulogise enough about the guy. He is just, you know, uh, then just the nicest guy you'll ever meet. Uh, and I think that is, I think that is part of, uh, you know, not just you are an exceptional bike rider, but I think that is part of your whole. You know, have have you, have you always been? You know, you know, obviously tell us your story, but have you always been a very laid back, you know, because I, I can't see a bad bone in your body. Mm, well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Bet Grace wouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've always been, yeah, pretty laid back. I don't, um, you know, I'm not in your face type thing. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'd say I'm pretty, no, I, I didn't used to be as confident as I am now with like people I don't know. Mm. Um, but still now, um, you know, I've got quite a close circle and, you know, I, it's only those people that I really open up to, but I wouldn't say I'm, a, I'm massively different to, you know, to them who I am to most people I meet. So I'm just, yeah, just pretty laid back, really. Always been that way, I reckon. I, I always, uh, I always, you, you stayed at mine after uh, Otley Crit um, and I noticed a few things about you then. And a, and a few and a few other things about you you have got a um, an underlying self-confidence we and tom just then in the car were talking about comparing you did a did you do a lecture today or yeah um, yeah and i read again yesterday about comparing and now you're not supposed to do it i remember you said something to me that stuck with me about the race the, the only criticism like oh i don't care about this you know i don't care what result i'll get today you know because uh, i'll be flying soon so i don't really care you know, not bothered whatsoever. I was like, it's quite confident thing that because most people would 
come out with a lot of excuses or you know but and you and you said it again about you did that race in portugal and you said right. to me i'm gonna win yeah i was like Phew. and you did and you said it about rutland and you basically did win rutland again this year you basically did yeah <laughs> that's <Lesson learned>, no. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> put his hands up before but you basically won so you know but yeah comparing just but you're saying gabs that that you had to work on that self-confidence yeah uh i think a few years ago people have met me and would have said you know i'm pretty quiet um mm. not reserved but just um i don't know i guess maybe in the past couple of years a few life experiences and that have forced me to open up a little bit and be more confident and back myself a bit whereas mm. before i'd kind of just maybe maybe i went with the flow a little bit um and i was not really i never been outspoken or anything but i just kind of roll with it and you know i wouldn't kind of yeah I, I wouldn't say i like stood out or anything like mm -hmm. that um i don't i can't think what has forced that out of me but my other girlfriends definitely noticed it <laughs> okay <laughs> um it might have been a few you know things i don't know i guess it could have every, everything from when I, I was on british cycling academy and i was that's quite a very protected environment you get told everything you know what to do and all that mm. and i left there and i went out to a dutch team and i suddenly had to fight for my own corner quite a lot right. um run into a few problems here and there and i reckon that's probably you know kind of that kind of opened my eyes and opened me up a little bit to did you have to move tell us you you know um so we sit here with you today you're not the finished article yet but you know do you want to tell us your story from you know where you brought up your family, um, you know, we, we want to hear about your cycling accolades, but we also want to know about, you know, and the listeners really want to know about uh, you as a person. Yeah, yeah so I uh, I grew up in New Mill, just outside of Home Firth. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I got a younger brother, younger sister, and never really, um, we got into cycling together, uh, but we'd always, we lived next to a field, uh, which was like a, it's like a playing field. It did have, um, you know, goalposts in it at the start I think I don't know if the new mill new mill football could play there or whatever uh but they soon got taken out so it was just like a playing field for all the local kids to go playing and everyone had well a few of the kids locally had bikes and that and I'd always want to just have a mess about on it I never mm. I had my my first bike I had was was some little you know thing with you know it's like a trike basically yeah and that's what uh and I learned to ride a bike on my mate's bikes and it was always their bikes that would just mess about and you know build jumps and stuff like that and yeah and then finally got my own bike when I was um I'd say I must have been 11 or 12 years old and that was it like I just couldn't get off here you know just loving it just you know the sense of freedom and you know mm. enjoying I was, felt like I was go I'd go on rides and felt like I'd go really far but actually I went like a couple of miles from my <laughs> house but <laughs> isn't it funny that when yeah. you're a kid yeah. or when you're younger and you yeah. you ride you ride and you think fuck that was a long way yeah 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 I used yeah. to think Ilkley was a long way when I was at uni I was like, yeah, I used to think Ilkley was a long way. Yeah. And then it's only when you get to places like Kettlewell, but you're like, fucking yeah. hell, I'm, you know, I'm a machine here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, when did you realise that cycling was a potential career for you, not just a hobby? So I, was, I joined um, my local club, which was Home Valley Wheelers. And uh, they're like a go-ride club, British Cycling Go-Ride Club, which, um, you know, they, they bring all the local Yorkshire clubs together up at Richard Dunn, uh, which are closed now, actually. Um, and you do like training on and uh, like a closed circuit and that. Uh, and I did a bit of training racing there for a couple of years. And then um, basically when I was 
would, I'd have been 15, got took under the wing of Chris Walker, who's Yorkshire legend from Sheffield. One of my, well, his son is now my best mate, Joey Walker. Uh, and it was kind of, you know, me and Joey just hit it off, good mates. And he mm. kind of, his dad was obviously a pro, well, he was a pro bike rider uh, in the, you know, in the 90s. And he said, like, it, well, he says now he recognised then that I've got talent and, you know, look good on a bike. And mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he does. So he was, uh, <laughs> so he, Call him Stallion. <laughs> we've had some messages, Tommy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it was him. I, I guess it was his belief. Um, what, what do you think he saw in you? So you said he, he saw some, there was talent there. What do you think he saw? I don't know. <laughs> I was, I, he said he, he's, he's always said he could see it, but yeah. what it was, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know whether I was just maybe it goes back to that what we said earlier. I was a bit quiet, a bit reserved, mm. but you know, maybe quite confident looking on the bike, um, something like that. I don't know. You've, you've definitely um, got an aura. You've de you, you've definitely uh, when you see when you, when when I see you on a bike, and I know Yanto, and I know other people have said it. Like no one looks, no one looks. Josh Edmondson looks good on a bike. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact of life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's a pinnacle. He's a pinnacle. Yeah. Uh, but Gab's on a bike is just insurmountable. Mm. He's just you know, but some you know the build of him is just. Um, you yeah. go on that bike, you're free, you're confident. Yeah. Well, that might have been it. That might have been. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah. uh, he doesn't look like someone who is a typical cyclist who may starve themselves yeah. to think that that is how you need to look. Mm. You know, Gab's looks how he wants but, to look to perform. Well, that's what it could have been because at the time I was only, I must have been 14, I reckon, maybe 15. Um, and I look back at pictures and I, at the time I didn't really think about body image or anything, but I did, I'd known I've always, I've never been thin, I've always been thick set. My mum mm -hmm. and dad are big humans. So, uh, you know, I'm never ever going to be skinny, you know, and um, maybe that was, that was what Chris saw, you know, a, a bit of a stocky build, someone that's obviously got some growing to do that will continue to develop, develop into a powerful rider, mm. which is my, which might be what you've sort of seen. You know, I don't know. It could have been that. Did Did you, know? you ever feel under pressure to lose weight and be slimmer? Yeah. 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 Ever. Yeah. Ever since it started with Chris, I never thought about it before that. Okay. And he, we that winter after he took us under his ring, we did like did a lot of training with him and his his daughter and his son, Jesse and Joey, and we'd like, I'd go stay at theirs and we'd you know, train at the weekend and stuff around. Um, like we'd go, go and do Donny Cheney. It was then he kind of brought my attention to it. He never he never said like, oh, you're fat, you know, that mm. type of thing. He just said, obviously you're a big lad, just, you know, you need to be careful. He probably picked up that, you know, I never thought about what I was eating, that type yeah. of thing, but he probably picked up that maybe, you know, some of the things I was eating might've been causing me to be a bit yeah. A bit on the heavier side. But he did it in a nice way. It was, yeah, yeah, it, it was like, it. A, I'm looking out for you, mate. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not being a dickhead. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, and he just, it was just saying like, watch what's going in. Yeah, yeah. Don't, just don't eat, you know, bad stuff basically. And mm. if you, you want to put in good fuel to fuel your training well, which is only going to, you know, just progress everything well. That was the first time I'd kind of realised, oh, right, I'm, you know, I've got to be careful here, mm. that type of thing. Um, and then since then I've had it a lot, even I guess still get yeah. it now, people, you know, saying little remarks and a lot of the, the good thing is like, well, I've always thought, let the, I never bite back or anything. Um, I, I try to just let the legs do the talking and mm. it's always great when I, you know, I know I climb well for my size and I love it when people are, you know. Can um, I just interject there? Uh, 
he, he, he says he climbs well. There was a stage in the Tour de Yorkshire, the final stage, stage four this year. Yeah, stage four, yeah. So before it was horrific. Right. I am talking mountainous, right? <clears throat> Every berg, hill, Yorkshire, right? Last man standing, no fucker left. Yeah. Otley Shevin, Chris Froome attacks up this steep Cain's on his head. You'll have been up here. You, you want to be up here, Shevin. In Otley, you might have been. Oh, yeah. Like walking, not cycling. <laughs> What you won't know, power, but can you just blow your own trumpet for a moment? I know you don't like doing that, but can you just tell them what you did? Uh, so yeah, it's about it's about a five minute climb, yeah. And um, I did actually get dropped, but we got back, I got back on over the top, but I still power was 540, which is quite a lot. Uh, and that was that was like best five minute power ever for me, but in to do that in a race. Especially at the end of such a hard race, mm-hmm. um, it basically meant I, it got me to the finish, and I finished top ten on a stage that I should have been twenty minutes down. Yeah, on really <coughs> on paper looking well, at me. Yeah, so. yeah, that 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 result he got then was like uh, Yeovil Town <laughs> <laughs> going to Kane shaking his head. Yeovil Town going to Man United getting a last minute winner. Yeah. Well, actually, that probably would happen now. I mean, that is shite. No, <laughs> uh, no uh, going, yeah, it, it, un, unheard of. How did you do that? Uh, was it was it belief or? Yeah, I was quite confident that day. Yeah. I went, before the stage, the team said, maybe get in the breakaway, you know, it's not a day for you. Um, but the day before, I'd missed it, splitting the crosswinds um, to, into Scarborough. And I'd, my coach, Kurt Bogart's Belgian guy, he's, you know, well, he didn't know about cycling, it's not worth knowing, that type of thing. He said, he's not even there, he was in Belgium doing something else, and he said, the race is going to split here. It showed, and you know, sent me like the town and the kilometre and everything, mm. and did. So I knew what, it was going to split there, and I basically I trusted two guys in front of me that I thought were strong, and they, they let the wheel go, because when you're in the crosswind, it, you know, wind, it comes from the side, so it's it just makes it all, you know, harder. And I was just kind of cruising, thinking, perfect, I've made it here, I'm in the gutter, it's not ideal, but I've, you know, I've made it. And the two World Tour guys in front of me dropped the wheel, and that's when I realised, well, my legs must be a lot better than yeah. I thought they are. Mm-hmm. And that for the rest of that stage, I was chasing, and I, on all these steep climbs, I was, I just knew I, I was, I was going really well. Like I was, you know, just take it for granted, though. Like, yeah, well, what, I, what, yeah. what you did that day? Because I went training around there the other day, and obviously, I'm, I'm not fit, but. Kane knows what I mean. You just you you you, you won't realise what you did there until you're at you're in a very low place because you don't take for granted how well you're doing mm. un, un, unless yeah, you have yeah. it. You know, it, it was just yeah. amazing to see, mate. It well, really that was, was. it because later in the season I had because that was off, that was the, the peak of my season, and then a couple of months after because I trained because I basically I was this team Wiggins and run twenty three team this year, and I'm not under twenty three anymore, so that would made it an extra hurdle to jump to try to turn pro because I had a lot of less racing. So I trained seriously hard um, up until the Rutland Yorkshire block. It's like two weeks little block. And um, that was like, also, that was my main season goal to go out there and I ticked it off. But then that meant, because I had good form, the team wanted me to carry on racing. And then I knew I'd worked really hard, too hard really to carry on racing. But I tried, to, I, I like to please people. So I said, oh yeah, I'll carry on doing this racing. And then I just, fell off the edge and was completely knackered. Like yeah. I was really in a hole and it was there when I realised how just how well I was going at, you know, in Torrey Archer. And um, that kind of put in perspective that rider did. Uh, and I think as well that 
that ride on the last day helped kind of seal the deal with uh, movie star. I think. Oh yeah. yeah, definitely. Anyone who saw that must have been like, whew, you know, yeah. this guy's a sprinter and he's getting over all these bloody hills. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Just just jumping back to the body image thing for a sec. Yeah. How do you how do you keep that in check if you're getting these messages consistently to not necessarily lose weight, but that you are a bigger rider? Yeah, I guess. Are there, are you like, do, do you ever, are you ever gonna? Because you're going on the Spanish team, yeah, with a few climbers. Mm. <clears throat> are you, you know, are you, are you going to put yourself under pressure to, to <clears throat> you know, because we had Charlie Tamfield on, yeah, and he spoke really openly about how he basically just had yeah. to rebuild his hole because he just lost so much weight, and yeah. you, you know. Well, that's the thing. It's it's a it's a fine balance, and I know I've got to the point now. I want to be careful with what I say because I know that with this type of thing, you know, the attention that it gets from youngsters on Instagram, I don't want to say what I'm doing exactly because I don't want put anyone putting ideas in the head mm -hmm. and doing something daft. I don't do anything daft, but I do watch what I eat now because I do put weight on easy, but it's, it's a fine balance of doing that. And, you know, it's not like, it's not an extreme, basically. It's, yep. it's my way of, I've learned how to deal with you know my weight and how to kind of bring it toward my race weight for the season. And, um, you know, after speaking with the, the coach and stuff at Movistar, I do know I need to be at basically the weight I was around Yorkshire from the start of the season all the way through it. So mm. it's, if I found, well, at the minute, I seem to have found a way to hold it. It's basically just being consistent with it. Mm. Um, Not binging. So yeah. No, yeah, that, that's it. And you Not know, drinking? Not, uh, well, just that's, yeah, that's the hard thing at the minute. <laughs> just, um, <laughs> it's all about, you know, swings and roundabouts and you know trying to maybe if you do have a you know if you are going out for a meal or going out with your mates and stuff i try you know compensate for that with a whether it's a training ride or yeah. cut back a little bit on what i eat but that's that's what works for me and i wouldn't recommend that for anyone unless they've tried it out and it mm -hmm. works for them something i always really something that i always really struggled with is um balancing act with dieting and food. So it was something I never ever got to grips with and I don't think yeah. I, I don't think I, I don't think I ever will yeah. but most of the listeners do message in about body image mm. and I just want you to want you to know <laughs> you are you are not alone but in the cycling world does that is that still what's associated yeah, with that's what success? you sign up yeah, yeah. that's that, that's what you sign up for that's the contract you does, sign. does it actually lead to success yeah a little yeah to some extent. I think for me now it's past I'm not bothered what I look like I've I like that everyone says, oh, you're a unit, you know, oh, you, you know, that type of thing. And I I kind of thrive off it in terms of then going and performing and going well uphill because going well uphill translates to power to weight ratio. Mm -hmm. For me, the reason I like, I want to keep my weight down and get it, find a good balance of a, a good weight is because I've had that feeling of flying up a climb and feeling amazing and it, it's just don't get any better. Knowing mm -hmm. that someone, no one can do anything and, you know, anyone could attack and they're just not going to get rid of you, that type of thing, compared to when you're getting dropped and you feel really heavy and you think about all those times that you binged and, yeah. you know, when Morrison's or yeah. any supermarket. And, uh, <laughs> you know, cookies and milk, that, that's my thing, you know, cookies, milk, chocolate, and just, you know, there yeah. are times where I'll have a great week, you know, in terms of what I'm putting into my body and then it just comes like one day and I'll snap. I went to hypnotherapy recently because I was still getting up in the middle of the night and eating. And I've done it every day since I was at uni. And it's like it's like a form of sleep eating. It's fucked up. 
and it causes me to be really depressed the next day because it, it's kind of you just wake up feeling like oh, I'm fat as fuck because I've just I've eaten a lot in the night probably consumed I don't even want to think about it yeah yeah <laughs> and then and then I was like why am I doing this this is like I don't want to do it but I'm doing it uh, so I had to go and see this guy and he this I was this is how much he was upsetting me and he uh, and we had to do this bit of hypnotherapy which isn't for everyone mm-hmm. but it worked haven't done it since I've done it twice since the next day I woke up no that night I got home from hypnotherapy I was like oh, well, that didn't, well that didn't work <laughs> <laughs> spent two hours I wasn't even like because you never fully under mm. you you hear everything it's like well that didn't work so I went to bed as clockwork about 2am 3am got out of bed went to walk downstairs got to the top stair and it was like a mirror like a, a wall I yeah. was like Oh, that's weird. I was like, what's just happened to me then? Yeah. And I went, I was like, no. And I, and I, and I, and I turned around <laughs> and I got back into bed. I was like, oh, what? Sounds the like f- a horror film or something. I was like, what's just, I was like, sat in bed going, weird experience. Mm. Yorkshire Grit. I really liked the, uh, the point you made on stunted growth and that if yeah. you had potentially maybe starved yourself at 15 16 did you say 14 to 16 well when like i said before when chris first mentioned it i was that was when i started weighing myself i was around 63 64 kilos and i was Mm. 15 16 and then i remember when i was junior which is 17 18 i was at college and we because i did this sports course at college stepped on the scales and uh there because one of my Teammates at the time, he was in college, he was at college with me, Levi Moody. And, um, Good lad. He's a great lad. He's got his own interesting story. He's actually. coming on soon. Is yeah. he? Yeah, I need to get in touch with him about that. Actually. Um, but yeah, we're doing this, we do the, all these different like study things and we're in the gym one time and I jumped on the scales and I didn't weigh myself in ages and I, mm. I was like just over 70 kilos and I was mortified. I was like, wow. <laughs> and at the time I thought like, you know, I panicked a bit and probably did like a crash diet for a day and then mm. cracked because that's just how I always have. But then to put that into perspective since then, um, you know, at the time I was being told by various people I've, you know, filled out and, you know, I'm already a stocky rider and, you know, probably finished growing. Yeah. Since then to now, to this year, I've raced, well, this season I raced at 80 to 82 kilos, fluctuated between that all mm. season. And so that's 12 kilos difference over... Yeah, it's over, what is that, five, six years. Um, it's a long time, but if I'd have had a, you know, done some extreme diet or seriously cut back on calories or whatever, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of young lads and, you know, ladies are, you know, they're, they're suckered into, yeah, I would have definitely stunted the growth and stunted me becoming the powerful rider that I am now. Yeah. And, I, you know, I just, I shudder to think of any young, young rider you know, starving themselves basically. Yeah, you know, the, you know the body tell body's telling you you're hung, they're, they're hungry. Yeah, and it yeah, it's the training, but it's also you know growing it. You're I, growing. Yeah. Yeah. you need a I huge need amount it. of energy. Yeah, so it, it's dangerous. It's worrying to think that you know people are you know guys. Well, would, would you say your career could have yeah not happened yeah definitely. because of that? Yeah, I reckon for that much growth in that time. Yeah, it wouldn't. Definitely. It could have also it, not just the physical sense, but also the mental sense. If you had carried on the torture mm. you'd have cracked yeah, yeah so a big thing that i'm looking i'm looking into now i'm doing a bit of research into it is uh people say how's your training going 
and people go, well, this power, this training. Yeah. Someone said to me, how's your training going? I went, yeah, my head's all right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I went, yeah, you know, I've, I've, uh, I've learned a few things about my head. You know, if you can, if you can train, yeah, so if your head's not there, then what's the point in doing the physical? Yeah, yeah. So Marcel Kittle quit, Pete Kenner. Um, if you look on pro cycling stats, the number of cyclists that just retire yeah. every single week why, is, is insane. Why is that, do you think? Uh, it's, it's, a, it's tough. It's money. It's uh, mentally grueling sport. Isn't yeah. It? Uh, a lot of lads this year have retired from like a team called Madison Genesis. Yeah, UKC. And UKC. It, it's not like football where you can play on a Tuesday night and then on a Sunday. It's not like a gym when it's warm and fuzzy inside and you know, mm. the stimulation of females and, you know, it's like, oh, you don't have to do this or yeah. or rugby with the lads and it's, you know, it's... I think the thing is, like, I personally, I love training on my own and I love the winter. Like, mm. You won't see me on the turbo in the winter. I just love getting out. <laughs> I love getting out in it and, like, you know... Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> I love getting out in it and... But I just lo love like mentally testing myself. Yeah, and I go every minute. I'm constantly, you know, battling myself in my head. But I'm, I always come out on top and complete the ride, do my efforts, whatever. So, um, so, so you but, but, but there are days when I crack, and you know, I just think, nah, not today. Going yeah. home, and you know, at the time I think, oh, it's a shame. But then you know, it, you know, maybe I don't beat myself up about it because I know the next day I might be sound or later that day I might be fine. Mm. But I reckon with cycling, it gets to that point when you're older or didn't, well whenever but if you can't do that mental test every day mm. then that's probably it that's when it's not worth it just you know giving you beating yourself up that much it's you know it's just uh, so for you you don't if, if you if you crack so to speak you you don't take that in isolation you're aware that no, I think, you'll bounce back quite soon after that yeah I mean I, I probably beat myself up while I'm on the bike still and then right. I get back and I chat to my dad oh you know sometimes I mean, yeah, we, it does my head in because he talks too much. <laughs> but a lot of the, one of those moments is, you know, won't change anything because, yeah. you know, he just talks me around, helps me see see it for what it is. And same with my girlfriend, they're just so rational. And that, I might be, I'm probably lucky in that sense that I've got those two that were, you know, kind of put it in perspective. And my sister, who when I see her, we don't live together at a minute because my parents are split. Okay. Uh, and they split when I was, um, I think it was 15, 15, 16. Uh, but yeah, my mum lives in Leeds and, you know, I try to see my sister once or twice a week, yeah. you know, my brother, but my sister's just like, she's so positive and, you know, she she just mm. wouldn't, that t me saying, oh, I've done a terrible training ride together, she'd be like, so? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. So, um, you know, she's brilliant as well. In, in the very first episode, we talked to Johnny Brownlee about how he got that balance between his sort of professional triathlete life and his personal life. Yeah. And and he developed that, and actually that helped him in the long run. He said the exact same thing as Gabs. Yeah, it's, so not, the, it's not the end of the world if you have one. It's, it's bad if it's like maybe six months or a year or, yeah. or two right. months. Yeah, yeah. He said if you have one day or two bad days, he said. Yeah. He said now he can learn to. Doesn't yeah. really matter. So that's it. Like because I, a few years ago, I did one year when I was on academy, British Cycling Academy. We did one year living in Manchester, which was mega. Then we did a year living in Italy, mm. and that was my first taste of living abroad. And that was, if you had a bad training day, it was like end of the world because you you there with your teammates, they'd rip you a bit, that type of thing. Mm. Yeah. And then the year after I was with SEG in Holland, but we, I lived in Girona and that's a very cycling community, big cycling community. And I just didn't 
think about it now, I probably didn't like, I decided after that year with SCG that I didn't want to live abroad. Mm-hmm. I might change my mind, but for the next few years, I love being at home. I love having my family and friends around me. Yeah. And I love the training roads here. But I think the part of it is also that if you have a bad day, you realise it doesn't matter and you you know, you know bounce back. Yeah. That was probably a big, that was probably a big thing to do with, yeah. you know, wanting to live at home. Is there anything perspective. Um, apart from your family that you do just to get that balance? Because uh, I've always said that about you, that you are... Uh, I said that to someone else about you the other day. Who was it? Uh, I can't remember. I said I mentioned you about you. You're, you're the most well balanced mm. rider that I know because you just uh, you're not. Yeah, yeah. You love cycling, but you'll do things which are really like a normal guy would do. Yeah, I think I I do. I think probably since that year on a uh, that I left SEG and I've you know fully committed to living at home. I've made it. a Maybe not a priority, but when I'm not on the bike, I do like to try to do normal things, like see my mates if I can, yeah. spend time with my family, especially you know my you know my, my sister, my brother, I don't see that much, mm-hmm. and I think that really just helps me keep grounded. And I, even when I'm with them, I hate, I try not to talk about cycling and stuff, and they'll ask about it, and I kind of cut it short. I'll be like, let's just talk about normal things, and um, I, I just I just don't want to be. I just don't like talking about cycling that much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially in just normal social situations. I like to have a laugh and yeah. you know, talk about normal things. That's it. It's just come to my mind. Like a light bulb switch. Uh Gianni Buffon. Now we're into your world. Ah, ah football. <laughs> <laughs> now you can relate. <laughs> Finally. His article the other day, I put it on Yorkshire Grit. Did you? Uh you sent me Have it. you guys seen this? Gian, uh, Gian Luigi uh, Buffon, Italian goalkeeper, oh, captain yeah, legend. Yeah. He wrote a letter to his seventeen-year-old self, and it just blew my mind. He basically yeah. just said yeah. what he just said what you said. Yeah. Uh, don't just think about football mm. every day because if you do, you won't last. Yeah, exactly. You and, will not last. And, yeah. and you're a you're a normal person. Yeah, you're just a normal bloke. Well, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. It's such a good article. Mm. He, he talks to himself as a seventeen-year-old, like, "Hi, Gianni." It was really weird. Yeah. Uh, don't worry when you're 25 and you can't get out of bed training uh, because you just feel that low. Uh, and he was... Yeah, just what, read it. Yeah, yeah just, just read, read it. all the mistakes he made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he said the, ma- the money, the fame. It doesn't lead to happiness. doesn't lead to happiness. Uh, yeah, it was. It, I thought it was really good, that. Because normally when people send me stuff, I'm like, fuck, I can't bother, <laughs> I can't bother reading that. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I just go, you know, on WhatsApp, we just go, yeah, I read that. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't often send things to people, but I read yeah. that and I was like, wow, that's yeah. going around. This is the Yorkshire Grit Podcast. Um, you've got a good story for us, at Normandy. Well, <laughs> I yeah. say a good story, an interesting story yeah. uh, mm. about a time that you were having some food. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh, Tour of Normandy in twenty, was it twenty seventeen? Um, it was uh, yeah. Basically, my coach was the DS for that race, and he basically, uh, you know, we were waiting for our food. We went, probably went down early because we start. Everyone was starving, and in French races and a lot of races, always just a bit of bread and butter out when you get down there. So you know, we're all tucking into that, and I just hear from across the room my coach's voice shouting, "Gabs!" Yeah. Right, oh, here we go. He's got. He's got a. He's. He's called Vasilis Anastopoulos. He's Greek. What? I love him to be. Love him to be. He's brilliant. Mm. But um, he had a thing about my weight, and you know, he's just. He's quite old school cycling, uh, and you know, 
what the cyclist should look like. Can I remember when he first saw me, he was like, oh, you should be a, um, what do you say, a wrestler. And yeah, I, I've had that before. Wow. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, I've had, I've had a lot. Yeah. He, he, no, when I raced, honestly, Tom, when I raced, I was always, oh, if I was on a night out yeah. or whatever, and I said to people, oh, they were like, oh, do you not, do you, so do you play rugby? Mm. And all that, I was like, eh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I ride a bike. Yeah. Well, actually, a good mate of mine is, this is going off, you know, off. Well, tangent. That's right. On tangent, but it's the same thing. <laughs> I but, digress. Yeah. My mate, a good mate of mine is Jesse Yates. Yeah. And he's son of Sean Yates. I don't know if you know Sean Yates. So I can know the name. So he, he sent me a screenshot of his, Jesse's chat with his dad. And it was by Instagram uh, from a pro commerce. And um, in Gerardsbergen, which you know Belgium, and his dad Sean had just put sent Jesse the picture, and it said um, it was my Instagram. And he was like, "Bloody hell!" So but I can't remember what he said, but he said, "Gav should be a UFC fighter." You know, what is Valverde going to think of this guy? If you're getting that message, yeah, yeah, it's just it, consistently. I know people don't mean harm by it, you know, but it, you know, and it doesn't crack me, but it will crack. It could crack other people. But yeah, anyway, back to what my Greek. The, my coach said he was like, he came over and he was like, don't eat any butter. You can't have that now. It goes straight to your ass. I was like, <laughs> I remember at the time and like my teammates looking at me. Nah, I was like, nah, sorry. Um, I'm going to eat it. I want yeah. bread and butter. Yeah. I'm, like, yeah. I'm, I'm four days into an eight day stage race. This isn't going right. to do nothing. Yeah. I'm really sorry, but I, uh, this is a massive thing. Yeah. Big statement, but I'm going to eat the butter. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you imagine? Like, and I normal, like my ass. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. imagine if a normal person came into that room, like a family yeah. or, or, or like your mum and dad or friend, your yeah, friends yeah, from yeah. home were like, who the f who's this guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Weirdo. So, yeah. That's, that's one, another, you know, one that just stands out. Yeah, people um, are just saying little things and they d they don't mean they think they're open yeah and other people think they're just having a laugh mm. yeah, it's, it, it, you know, it, I, d I do learn to take it on the chin and just laugh along with it and that type of thing because you look a million dollars and end of look we, 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 we've talked a lot about uh, your you know your struggles with this and you've been open about it and you will inspire people to keep just look do you uh, do what works for you don't be obsessed it's great advice and we've heard it before mm. um, and it's good that you've been open about what's happened to you because other people will say well, you know it's happened to me as well and look what you've gone and done so yeah, yeah. fantastic you're about to you know next year you know this year you've done races like i don't know um uh, east cleveland Klondike classic or you yeah. know uh, otley crit um yeah. you know next year you could be doing umlot het newsplat and uh, you know you could potentially be doing the, the ronde van vlaanderen so so <laughs> you're gonna get that in yeah, every yeah. episode now do you know what i felt like messaging colin the other day i felt like sending him a, a, a whatsapp because i was in bed yeah. and, I, and again as per usual i am a weirdo just went to bed with uh, towards door vlaanderen 2009 on because i'm just i just love that it just sends me to sleep mm. i find it yeah. Probably because it's familiar. You should do it. I know, Colin. If you just sent him a voice note out of the blue, he'd love that. Yeah, but he wouldn't 100%. reply. Yeah. <laughs> He's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Or maybe it's just me. Maybe he doesn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's do it. Big shout out to Colin. Hope you're doing well, mate. Sorry at the world. Smashing it. So with this on the horizon, where are we now? October. Race season, what, four months away? Uh, no, I was starting January. <sighs> so down under. In Australia. Mm. How do you feel? How are you... You know, are you, are you know, are you um, are you going to bed on a night like it's Christmas Day the next day? Have you constantly got butterflies in your stomach? Like, have you got anxiety? Mm. Well, are you I shitting kinda, yourself? It kind of all became real. I was, I was doing work with British Cycling in Harrogate around World Championships, mm. and I met, um, had a bit of a night out with the movie star boss, and you know, met some of my teammates that have their new their new signings as well from the under twenty three race. 
So that all became very real. real. And I met, um, I was stood with Alan Piper, who, uh, you know, he kind of tried to help me out last season and early this season to get me on to UAE. But we've kind of got a little, you know, got a nice friendship now. And I just saw him with a coffee and went and we watched the junior race together. And this Spanish guy came up to me and, well, came up to Alan and said hello. And he said, like, hola, que tal? To me as well. And I was like, oh, this guy, must, I can speak Spanish. And I was like, oh, And uh, I didn't think of anything of it. I just thought he was just being polite. And then Alan went, do you know who that is? I was like, no. I just, who is he? And he went, well, it's one of your bosses for next year. And I was oh, like, no, so sad. oh dear. So I went and I went, I was like, do you mind if I just go, you know, chat to him? And I went, he doesn't speak English. He's Arteta, Arteta or something. He, did, you say, fl- did you just say Mikel Arteta? Uh, <laughs> it's all the Spanish. Right? Arrieta, that's his name. So pretty, pretty sure that's the uh, coach from Man City. Summit Arrieta. Uh, anyway, he's one of their main DSs. Yeah. And I went and, you know, flexed my best Spanish and uh, just said, you know, I'm, I don't speak much Spanish, but I'm looking forward to next year and I'll see you. Because we've got a camp next week yeah. um, in Pamplona. And I said, we'll look, look forward to that. Um, so that was when it all became real. And then now... Like the past couple of weeks, I've been, you know, re- relaxing off season, mm. been messing about on the mountain bike a little bit. Um, but mainly, like last week, I was in Cornwall, family holiday, and I kind of started with, um, I just started trying to watch what I was eating just a bit because there was a lot of food going in for big family week wedding. Yeah. Mm. And I just had to be careful because I, was, I knew there'd be a lot of drink as well. Yeah. Um, did, so, you, did you drink much? Or uh, just one night or? Because we were there for a week. Um, Obviously, there was a temptation to drink every day, but I managed to. First day we got there it was very exciting, you know, a couple of drinks and that. Uh, and then after that, I, f- I had nothing till the day before a wedding. And then after the wedding, that was it. I've not touched it since. Mm. So, I just I don't like that feeling of kind of, you know, maybe one night out, you know, or a few pints on a Saturday. But you know, it's like consecutive days, yeah, and yeah. you're just not doing much, and yeah. you're drinking. I can't do it. No, no. It makes me that's feel me. really grim. Yeah, mm. that, that's why I noticed after. During the wedding, really, because it was on the wedding day, it was it was gorgeous. It was down in Porth Town, just Cornwall, and it was cider, obviously Cornish cider. Hmm. And then I got to a point where I was drinking it. I was like, I wasn't really getting. I was thinking, why am I just drinking this much? So I yeah. kind of just stopped drinking, but I was still like, the dancing hadn't even started yet, but we're having a good time and mm. karaoke started. You know, sang yeah. Don McLean American Pie, you know, belted <laughs> it out, and I was nice. just like, thought I've not actually had that much to drink feeling confident, loving it, dancing. And I just thought, yeah, you don't really need to drink that much. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, forgive me for being naive here. What's the drinking culture like within cycling? I think it's all, well, I don't know. It's I think all, it's all changed nothing, a lot. Reckon, yeah, nothing, I think it would have been more yeah. back in the day when it's, there was some pretty, I think there used to be some pretty big stories of ex-pros drinking the night before. Yeah, like football, I guess. Yeah, but be. that's, I think that's gone now. Yeah. Do you? Definitely, yeah. 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 Um, I don't think there is a big drinking culture in cycling actually at all. Um, I think it depends what team you're on as well. Oh, does it? I reckon, yeah. Okay. Who you're surrounded by, basically. Because uh, from what I've heard, like, um, I know James Knox really well, who rides for Quick Step. Some of the stories from him and his team is just mental. <laughs> but like speaking to the movie star guys, it's, it sounds like a lot more chilled out. Mm. They're not really into that, but they still have a good laugh and all that. So I think you've got to find the balance, yeah. haven't you? Like with everything, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Gabs, what's your what's your mindset then going into next year? Uh, for me, I want 
I know it's going to be a big step up in level. I know I've got the physical capabilities mm -hmm. you know, in terms of you know, power and all that. I am now going to try shift a little bit away after all we said. I'm, but I'm doing it, you know, over a long period. And it's, you know, I've got a really great nutritionist who I just started working with, Charlie Mitten, yep. qualified nutrition, and he's fantastic. And I've, he's like the first nutritionist I've been able to be completely honest with. Yeah. Um, so is he going to give you guidance? Cause, yeah. Because when you, you know, when you go to the gym, that's all right, because it's an hour in your day, so you can yeah, yeah. meal prep and yeah. you can do six meals a day because you're only training for an hour. But yeah. how the hell do you get nutrition training if you train, if you train like four or five hours yeah. on the bike? Do you have well, to wrap it. up like certain flapjacks and count the... Yeah, well, the thing is I'm good at fueling on the bike. Uh, I think it's more about just making sure that... Because when you do a hard day on the bike, you, you basically can't replace what you've had, mm. what you've burnt in that first day. And his, I thought you just kind of carry on with your diet as you go on. But his philosophy is you have a big day and then you've got to, because you, he works week by week, kind of calorie deficit type thing. Because obviously to lose weight, you're going to be in a bit of a calorie yeah. deficit. We're spreading it over. We're not talking, I don't want to, I'm not going to be the perfect shape I want to be in for tour down under. It's going to be when I hit the classics, which is six months away. So it's a small, very small deficit. So it won't feel like I'm dieting till then. So basically a week on week, if I have a big day, say I did a ride and I've burnt 3000 calories, I might struggle to be able to struggle to put that in, in that day. But mm. throughout the rest of the week, I need to get it in so that I don't crack the week after or something. Got you. Uh, so he's really good with it, we're monitoring it. And I've just been able to be so honest with him and it's, yeah, it's looking good. So, Great. cause that's what I, wanna, I think if I can nail that, that's going to nail the consistency, which mm. is going to be really important in that classics period. Uh, which is what I want to, where I want to perform. They're the races that I dream to do well in. Like, yeah, the Grand Tours and that are great, but they're not, I've never. It's not Belgium, is it? No, I, I want to be a, I want to be a one day rider. And I want to be, I just want to be known as one of the best yeah. one day riders in the world yeah. and mm. a favorite for every single one of them classics. Fantastic. So I want to hit opening weekend, omelette, het newsblad, Kern, Bustles, Kern, flying and hold that all the way till Roubaix. That's the aim. And then after that, relax a bit and then I'll get going for the rest of the mm. season, whatever that might, wherever that might take us. It'd be so great to see you do those races. It'll be, uh, it'd be pretty special to be fair. Yeah. Well, that's what the movie star have said. They, they'll definitely be doing them <sighs> all being well because they don't, they're not a big classics team. No, they not. want a classics rider and they mm. want to develop a young classics rider. So that's why they've signed me. Nice. I'm looking for five years. Well, I'll be, I'll be, I'll, I'll be getting out of you. Actually, are you, where are you on Saturday? Uh, I'm at home. God's Pamplona on a Sunday. I'm. I'm gonna. I've got to go out early doors, so I might. We could ride. I could meet you. Cause yeah. I'm, I'll be in Hollingworth. I'll come up a mountain bike. Can I just ask what the, what like the, the support setups like in Movistar? This is a huge team. Yeah. Like what? What's available there? Do you get free? What is it? Is Movistar TVs? No. Is it mobile phone? Mobile phone. Yeah, it's yeah. two in it. So, Telefonica. So what? They, can they sort you out? Or what? Do the pay bill. <laughs> That's the kind of support I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what free shit do you get? <laughs> I hope so. That's all I'm bothered about. Yeah, yeah cause think about all the free shit you're going to get now. Do you get free, like, like travel bags and all that? Probably, yeah. Travel well, bags. And I do you'll get all, like, all these, like, cool... I'll, I'll be able to tell you more in two weeks when I've got this, done this camp. But, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty relaxed, I reckon. Yeah. Team, it's Spanish. It's, it's very laid back. I've, I've, I know when the training camp is. I don't have my flight details yet. It's when I go on Sunday. Mm. You know what I mean? I think if you're on... An Ineos team you'd known three months ago when the flight was, do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. Uh, but that's how I like it. And as long as I, 
I do get it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and the, it's very relaxed. Like, I think in that week we'll, we'll get a lot of work done. Yeah. Um, I'll have like a, one of the director sportifs assigned to me, which would probably be Max Yandri, who's Italian, uh, English. And it, he'll be my protocol from the team. And okay. any issues I have, speak up. You know, nothing, the, you know, the old saying, any, the only stupid question is the one you don't ask that right. type of thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they'll, you know, anything I've won, I shouldn't have to want after anything. Mm. Uh, they do have a nutritionist and that, but I've chosen to work with um, this guy. Charlie because, yeah, I like his philosophy and I think, you know, it, it's, it's good for him as well because he's he's coming from a different um, different sports and stuff. He's actually a, a, na he's a natural bodybuilder um, himself. So he's, you know, mm. doing this level of elite sport is a learning curve for him. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, they're very relaxed. They have got nutritionists, they've got coaches and that that you can work with if you want. Yeah. But as long as they're kept on date, updated on everything that's going on, they're, they're happy. Then they can Larry. support yeah, you. They'll, yeah. You know, they're fine. So Really, um, really exciting times ahead. Yeah. You're yeah. all set. All set. set yeah. All wait. set to sunny Spain. <laughs> Home for lad done good. <laughs> is Pamplona where they have the bull thingy? I think it is, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So You're going to be riding some bulls around town. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It's part of your preparation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a red, uh, big red uh, T-shirt on. And <laughs> yeah, that's it. Run away from him. <laughs> uh, no, look, Gabs, uh, it's been uh, it's been great that you've uh, you've come today. Um, you're someone that we wanted to get on for a mm. while, actually. Uh, just you know, uh, you know, there's some people out there who you know you don't quite believe, and you know how genuine they are, but. You know, I can say to anyone who 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 does listen to this, he's one of the most genuine people out there, and he's mm -hmm. someone who has got a really great uh, uh, work ethic and also a really good outlook. Um, very positive. Gabs, can I just ask? Because we ask everyone yeah. this at the end. If you've got a message for anyone listening out mm -hmm. there, just anyone, what what would it be? Uh, I think. Touching on what we've been talking about, don't do anything extreme. Mm -hmm. Just listen to your body, you know. Um, fuel your training, you know. Just, I don't know. Just don't, don't put that much pressure on yourself until you've, you've you know, you, you can. Well, I think it's proven that you you, st you grow until you. Well, everyone's different. Mm -hmm. It's on average like in men, twenty six, twenty seven, or something. Mm -hmm. But. You know, everyone's different, so just listen to your body and yeah. don't do anything daft and just, you know, be consistent basically with you know, with training and but don't put too much pressure on yourself. We well, we've heard that before, haven't we? But yeah. it's but it's but, it, the, but there's the, a reason we keep hearing it though. Yeah. yeah. The reality yeah. is that it's hard to do that and it does take time and you do have yeah. to learn from your mistakes and mm. you know, yeah, I still make mistakes all the time and Me too. Yeah. That is just life. Mm. Um but uh, yeah, all the best for this year. It Cheers. is going to be super, and be great to have you back on. Uh, maybe, time, yeah, yeah, maybe find out how that transition's been. Yeah, let's do it. Cheers, Gabs. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, Cheers, yeah, thank you so much, and thank you to Kane from the club. I'll skip to make sure you get down there for a uh, a brownie and a coffee whenever you can. Should we ride over? We'll we'll Go definitely on. ride over. Yeah, uh, Tom will drive. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, you're only Hillclaw. You've got no excuses. Yeah, I'm Burley. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll pop by. I'll get my discount. <laughs> I've I've appreciated the the laughter coming out from yeah, over Kane's that side thing, today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, jokes. It yeah, <laughs> means yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
god. Yeah, it's, it's been a while, hasn't it? So yeah, we, we, we've been a bit rusty. Yeah, thanks for bearing with us. Yeah, but um, anyway, we talk about that in the intro. Yeah. Okay, anyway, Gabs, see you soon, man. Thank you. The Yorkshire Grits Podcast. <laughs>